When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. We are part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts covering Auburn athletics. My name is Kyle Loomis. I am part one of the dynamic duo that is the Inside the Jungle crew. We are back to discuss some Auburn basketball in the offseason. We like to come back to you uh, whenever we can when there's some worthy news to discuss. And these schedules are finally out for men's basketball so we can start speculating, predicting. I know my co-host loves to predict things, and that co-host is Mr. Clint Richardson of the Auburn Uniform Database. Welcome back. Hi. It's uh, good to be back with you. It's been a little while. I don't know how many months it's been since we recorded the show, but it feels like a while. Yeah, it really does. It's uh, The summer is not very good to uh, the basketball shows. And for you, for someone who doesn't follow recruiting at all, I mean, there's just basically nothing about the basketball for a few months here. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> One day, you're going to see the value of following recruiting because it'll get you hyped up for the next season. No, because I don't need it. Because I, I jump, I bounce between sports. Right now, it's football season, and my mind is pretty much 90% football. Once basketball season starts up, transfer over there, and then baseball takes my entire attention upwards until mid to late June, hopefully. So, <laughs> And then I've got to work on your network. I've got to work on my site during the summer. So I don't need recruiting to fill my brain. You act like you have a burden or something there. <laughs> uh, well, well, the C2C network thing, man. Well, I mean, hey, you chose to sign up for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, we're going to discuss the schedules tonight. Um, they kind of, it seemed like Domino started following into place here for um, scheduling with announcement that Auburn is going to be having a home and home um two games set for the next two years with Washington set. Then the SEC set their schedule for the entire season. And then Auburn released the entirety of their schedule. So it really did seem like the last couple of weeks or maybe two weeks that the dominoes started falling into place. And it looked like we were going to be able to discuss the twist. You know, honestly, I know it's football season guys. I'm excited for it, but it's a nice little step away from the madness of football and what's about to happen and like take over our lives just to kind of take a side and, you know, speculate a little bit about what might happen this next season. Well, I know you're getting ready to go to Atlanta for football and, and it's football takes precedence. We all know that, but you know, I think there's only 30, 40 days left until basketball season starts. So it's, it's a lot quicker uh, before basketball starts than you think it is. And here's the thing, too, Clint, that if you count like 
practice when that starts is even sooner than that. I mean, we don't follow it like we do fall practice for football, but you know, that's when we can really start getting excited when practice starts for basketball. Yeah. You, you should be able to go to open practices at the Auburn arena before you go to a football game at some time. So I know Bruce loves to open the gym up for everybody to come in and see. Well, speaking of coach Pearl, um, I have to say to him, well done, sir, on assembling this schedule for this year, because the, uh, yet again, there will be no mistake if Auburn wins the majority, especially these non-conference games, that they belong in the big dance again. Because there's going to be some moments here, and I think you and I talked off of the recording here about how there are some cupcake games, or at least they should be. Uh, here's Let me just start and take it aside here. I'm just glad that we won't see Barry again. <laughs> oh. I mean, Clint, I still have a migraine from Barry and then just the implosion that was the Auburn fan base last year. Well, we still might see Barry. No, don't say it, Clint. I can't take it. I don't I don't have any idea if we will or not, but the schedule does not have the exhibition games listed. And seeing as last year Auburn only played one exhibition game, it's... Uh, I believe they kind of go back and forth, so I think Auburn will be playing two exhibition games this season. Well, if they do, um, more power to them to play even more games because I think they're going to need a lot of, like, obviously practice time, but time to get acquainted with each other with just some little differences in the lineup here. And uh, they've only got a short while to get ready for what is going to be the probably the biggest tournament that Auburn's played in in quite some time. Uh, with this Maui invitation, we're going to get to that in a second. But let's kind of take this piece by piece, starting with the conference, or the, excuse me, the non-conference schedule, and kind of look at it in groups. We'll start with the first four games here. You've got your kind of home opener that you're expected to win against Lincoln Memorial. First time I've ever heard of them. Then South Alabama at home, and the rest are at home as well. Washington, the big game, and Mississippi College. I mean, Clint, the only one really there that interests me let's be honest, is the Washington game. But if you had to pick one of those, which one of those are you paying attention to the most? Well, Washington as well, because that's a huge, huge uh, get for this team. And and it's pretty interesting that just two or three months prior to that game, Auburn and Washington are kicking off for the first time ever against each other. I think there's a little bit football. of a coincidence there. <laughs> uh, it's possible. Um but I, I'm really interested in the South Alabama game as well. I love how outside of football, Auburn sports have been really good about scheduling in-state teams. And granted, it's a lot easier outside of football. But, you know, baseball basically made the rounds in the state with home and homes against South Alabama, uh, Troy, and UAB. And I think we also played Jacksonville State at some point or – Alabama A&M or something like that, another right. um, uh, one-off game. So I am I still remember what Bruce said with it. I think it was his first year on campus, how he wants to have a state of Alabama tournament and bring all of the universities, at the very least just the uh, Division One teams, and have them all face off against each other and kind of rotate locations and – and I, I'm so ready to see that. The state of Alabama needs that. Alabama basketball needs that. And I, I think that Coach has done such a great job of just laying the foundation with that and building uh, relationships with you know, UAB and South Alabama and whoever else 
he needs to. And hopefully in the next couple of years that could come to fruition. Yeah, you kind of exactly went where I thought you would go with that. I do see the importance of that South Alabama game and how much Bruce Pearl has kept to his word and saying he wants that. He thinks that's not only good for the state of Alabama, but I think it good on an is on a national stage too because there are a lot of good programs here that don't get as much attention if they're not playing someone big time as their cupcake game because typically they do lose to your Dukes, your you know North Carolinas, your Indianas. So. That's the only time they're ever going to get recognized. So having a tournament like that would be really good. So I'm glad we're continuing to play in-state teams and inviting South Alabama up here. The Washington game is is what it is. It's a big-time program across the country again. And I think that this is good that Auburn is going to be playing someone from the Pac-12, which traditionally at least has quite a few people coming out of there each season that are ready to compete in the big dance. So it's kind of, again, testing Auburn against some of these teams that they don't traditionally see a lot of. So I think that's a brilliant piece of scheduling. And this is going to sound weird, though, Clint. The one I'm keeping my eye on is the Mississippi College one. Here's why. The The Lincoln Memorial one is your gimme. You expect things to kind of not be flowing so smoothly. South Alabama is where you really should start kind of putting things together, getting ready for Washington, which is your first real test. Mississippi College, though, I want to see if the guys take a step back or if they go in and handle business leading into what we'll get into in a second. Probably one of the most, if not the most important um, sections of their schedule. So that Mississippi College game is the most important one to me on this little section of schedule right now. I can see that. Uh, You know, hopefully Auburn doesn't really take that step back. Um, didn't really do it last year, so... Well, when we got past Barry, we got stopped taking steps back (laughs) completely, it seemed like. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, All right, well, let's move on to the Maui Invitational here. Our first time in one of the most important and one of the uh, most prominent tournaments during the early part of the men's basketball season. Um, This is quite a spectacle for Auburn to even be competing there, but to be considered a team to be reckoned with going into that because you feel like in each of these tournaments that are big, they put one or two teams in that aren't expected to really win much just so they can kind of, you know, be nice to them, invite them every once in a while. But let's look at the field of teams that are in this. And I'm just going to start, you know, praying right now because we've got Xavier, Duke, San Diego state, Arizona, Iowa state, Gonzaga, and Illinois. Clint, I'm shaking in my boots. I love this tournament. I The Maui Invitational is always one of the top early season tournaments, like you said, but there are no easy wins in this tournament. And, you know, they, they really haven't put those in this tournament in the past couple of years. But this is such a stat tournament. And to think that Auburn on a basketball school level is the lowest of these teams – and Arizona is a championship-winning team, so is Duke, so is Xavier. Um, Gonzaga is always up there. Illinois and Iowa State kind of bounce back and forth between being really good or missing the dance. And San Diego State's no joke either. So the way Auburn played last year, they earned this invite. And this is going to be so much fun to watch Auburn play. Um, I'm looking forward to playing Xavier again. I would love to make this trip and and go to three straight Auburn Xavier games um, from in Auburn to in Cincinnati to in Hawaii. So that would be a lot of fun, but you know, 
just just the way the bracket could fall, there's no preferred way that Auburn would want this to go. You know, it's <laughs> you can't be thinking, oh, please let the nobody beat the big team and and give us an early season upset so Auburn can have an easy win. That's not happening. Nope. You've got to bring it in this. I mean, it's three games over three straight days, and that's exactly what you want your team to get used to. That's how the tournaments go at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, looking at how this goes right here, you know, if Auburn does manage to beat Xavier, they go on, and regardless, they'll play one of the two, whether they're a winner or loser, but they'll either be playing Duke or San Diego State. I expect Duke to win that one, and my hope, and I fully believe that Auburn can beat Xavier. Uh, in that game. So it could be an Auburn versus Duke game. Did you ever in your wildest dreams, Clint, that you'd be hearing that said like in a non big dance setting, Auburn versus Duke? No, not at all. It's just like the stuff of dreams that we're going to be playing uh, the Cameron crazies. Basically. I know there there'll be plenty of them traveling over there to Maui to support their team, but I would love to see an Auburn Duke matchup, even though that means we might get an L on that one because it's Duke, uh, and we've come a long way. But it's again, it's Duke. Uh, moving hey, on, you, you you are gonna like pay for the tickets to go out to this thing, right? I've got to go cover this game, right? Uh, with what money? <laughs> hey, that's not my. That's your thing to worry about, not mine. <laughs> Very true. Working on that. Uh, moving on <laughs> from that game, though, whether we play San Diego State or Duke, we'll either play, depending on all this works out, Arizona, Iowa State, Gonzaga, or Illinois. Um, if Auburn wins against Xavier, somehow beats a Duke team, that could possibly mean that Auburn, and what I expect, Arizona, to be at the back end uh, of that tournament for the championship of the Maui Invitational. So let's just speculate on this. Clint Auburn could very well if they are as good as advertised and have the type of start that they did last year come in undefeated even against the Washington team if they were able to pull off a win against Xavier Duke and Arizona do they need to do anything else to get in the big dance <laughs> just give them the trophy then <laughs> I would love to see that happen Chances are, folks, it's not going to happen. I really, I think Auburn is going to make a big upset in this game. I think you would consider the Xavier game if Auburn wins that one an upset. But I could see them pulling off another win besides that. I just think it's a tall task to order, or a tall ask, basically, for Auburn to make it to the championship game of this tournament. Yeah, I, I, this non-conference schedule, and I know we're going to talk about the rest of it in a little bit, but it's... It's really top heavy. You've got a lot of really good teams and a lot of not so good teams. And that's got to be on purpose. Um, I don't see Auburn coming out of this non-conference schedule, you know, faring like they did last year. And I think, I, I don't see Auburn. I think Auburn's going to be lucky to win two games in Hawaii. It's going to be such a hard fought tournament that just, you know, looking at the caliber of the names of the schools, Auburn truly doesn't belong with these teams. And that, you know, the Bruce Pearl effect, as we've talked about it ad nauseum, is still in effect. And and that's the only reason we are here right now. 
Well, I would say that you kind of already said it earlier on that we did play our way into this tournament in a sense that we showing we deserve to at least be considered to be there. Now, how we may fare, that's a whole different story. But I think we deserve to be recognized as worthy of competing with these programs now, at least with the team and the program we built thus far into this. Uh, but let's move on and talk about the last, I won't call it half, but I guess it basically is. There's a lot of games left in the non-conference schedule, 14 total for all of non-conference. Um, but we've got St. Peter's, UNC Asheville, Dayton, UAB, NC State, Murray State coming back to Auburn after we played them last year. And then we'll end the non-conference uh, season with North Florida. Which of those games sticks out to you the most? Well, North Florida is just 15 minutes away from my house right now. So Is that because you <laughs> want to go to it? <laughs> well, it's in Auburn, but it's that's a fun little connection to the Ospreys. Um, you know, the UAB game is always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such a great rivalry that's been renewed. Signing NC State with another home-and-home home is going to be a lot of fun. Who is St. Peter's? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be the new Barry. Probably. Let's hope not. But <laughs> the one name that just upsets me, and for no other reason, or no reason because of this schedule, is UNC Asheville. When <laughs> when the arena was opened in 2010, the whole idea was that Jeff Lebo was going to be coaching his Auburn Tigers against his alma mater, UNC, Chapel Hill. <laughs> and after he gets fired and we bring on the last guy that – we don't talk about anymore. They brought on <laughs> the baby brother in UNC Asheville. And even with all that, Auburn still lost the first game in Auburn Arena. And I still can't get over that. That still drives me nuts. You ain't bitter not, at all, are you? <laughs> that's not a stat you can erase. <laughs> it's a memory that Clint wishes he could forget, but will never forget. I don't think anybody will ever forget the beginning of Auburn Arena and the time Stop that it. it was. Stop it. okay i'm going down bad memories there for him uh so let's move away from those thoughts and talk more about this year with these games like you said uab that rivalry is good auburn's on the you know better end of that rivalry at this point but i love that we're playing them every year another in-state team um murray state you know just because of the persona they have and going to play at their arena last year and the story behind that and how tough it is to win there um, I think that's one you've got to look at too. Dayton's an obvious one because it's one of the you know upper middle middle tier names, maybe really honestly higher than middle tier um, names to play to get your resume built up here. The game that I'm going to pay attention most out of this last half of the non-conference schedule is the NC State game, just because of the connection with uh, you know the whole story behind uh, Jimmy V and my dad dying of cancer, you know. Um, I think that I just like that kind of connection for personal reasons there, but it's a great program uh, and we're going to Raleigh this time uh, to play them. And it's, it's, I just love that uh, aspect and the story behind that for personal reasons. So moving on to the SEC schedule now, which if the non-conference schedule wasn't tough enough, well, then you've got to go play in the SEC, which has stepped up its game over the last couple of seasons. And especially last year, this is where, you know, the back half of the SEC schedule last year is where Auburn really started taking some knocks, but they were definitely dominant in the beginning of it. And I think, Clint, the best way to start tackling all 18 of these games is to just kind of divide it up into thirds. And we'll start with the first six, which are going to be at Ole, uh, Ole Miss, Georgia, Texas A&M, Kentucky, 
South Carolina, and Mississippi State. That is quite a way to start off your SEC schedule. And uh, I'm uh, already, again, I was shaking for the Maui Invitational. I'm shaking for this one as well. Yeah, it's it's never an easy ride in the SEC. And, and this is definitely going to be difficult. You know, like you said, on the road at Ole Miss and Texas A&M and South Carolina, just Man, going back to South Carolina is going to be an interesting trip. Mm -hmm. Especially it's going to mean a lot for Anthony McLemore to be back there and hopefully not injured again. Knock on wood. I'm walking on, I'm knocking on my desk right now, the wall, everything for him. Cause we hope that story doesn't repeat itself. Uh, but that's going to mean a lot for him and a lot for all of us who felt for him with his injury last year, uh, there. But I mean, if you want to, circle a game in this first part of the schedule here, I don't think you need to look any further than that Kentucky game because no matter how much confidence we built after beating them last year, it's always Kentucky and it's always going to be the program to chase after in the SEC. Yeah. if uh, The way that Auburn has played Kentucky as well has just been much better than you could expect with the, one of the lower teams during the Bruce Pearl era being able to top them off and – getting a win as well last year. Just if we can keep a streak against Kentucky, I'll be perfectly happy. It would be nice to have a streak against uh, Kentucky. I'll definitely say that, um, but I would love to be able to beat them at home uh, this time because you feel like we usually play Kentucky in the middle of the SEC schedule and to play them this early on. I mean, that is four games in and that's after playing at Ole Miss uh, Georgia at home, then going to College Station, that's going to be a nice homecoming to come back to, especially if we get off to a good start. You know that arena. I, the only thing I, I can say is if you were there, you wouldn't have a voice left after this game. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> All right, let's look at the second uh, group of games, the next six, which will be Missouri, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Ole Miss again, and Vandy. It just doesn't get any easier, does it, Clint? Never does. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're um, worried about that first group of games here, what's the one in this group that really worries you the most? Well, I know what's going to worry you the most. What is that? Going to Nashville, oh, Tennessee. God. Why did you? That gummit, Clint. <laughs> <sighs> I hate it when That's you bring up. <sighs> <laughs> I hate that stadium so I much. Love it. And. <sighs> I, just man, put your just reason. put your benches on the sideline like everybody else, Vanderbilt. Gosh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna drag you up there this year, and and hopefully we can do that. But that's that's a streak that Auburn needs to break. Yeah, being not being able to win in Memorial Coliseum. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I I really like our Saturday schedules because we've got a lot of Saturday games at home, Georgia. Kentucky, Alabama, and you know once you go into the next grouping, uh, Mississippi State and Tennessee. So you know Auburn's kind of been screwed the last couple of years of having to face Alabama on the Tuesday Wednesdays, and maybe the Tuscaloosa game is on a Saturday. So it seems like it's always just an afterthought. It's too late after work to to take the kids to the game. There's tests the next day or or even a couple of years ago, there was ice on the road and the weather was terrible. So to make that a Saturday to where that can be the only thing that's going on, you know that's going to be a tough ticket to buy. 
Oh, it definitely is. And I mean, ticket prices in general this year are going to be a lot harder to come by unless you're willing to pay a lot more for them. I, I would venture to say that people aren't dropping their uh, season uh, tickets at the beginning of this season, that they're holding very tightly to them. Uh, oh, absolutely. E- even if there was a little bit of a hint of a scandal somewhere coming up, I bet they're going to hold on to them just a little bit tighter this year. Uh, I know I <laughs> well, would. Well, baseball season tickets have jumped in price uh, I think 10 bucks. So who knows what um, men's basketball has increased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how much more expensive I need to start looking that up because one day I would hope to be a season ticket holder, but not yet. Um, the game from this group that I'm circling is pretty obvious besides Alabama. It's going to be the Florida game. That's another uh, program that you're always chasing after in the sec. And then, so if you want to look at Kentucky at the first group and then Florida here, that's the one I'm circling right now. Um, Moving on to the last group of six, and again, Clint, it doesn't get any easier. Arkansas, Kentucky, (laughs) Georgia, Mississippi State, Alabama, and if it wasn't bad enough, Tennessee. You have to face the last team in the SEC for your schedule is the team you're probably going to be competing for the SEC title with if it's not Florida or Kentucky. Um I, I really don't know which group is worse, Clint. I mean, I, I would venture to say this one that has Kentucky again and then Tennessee, and then you got to think about Alabama. The worst, or the, I wouldn't call them the worst, the easiest team on there is probably Georgia, and that's not that easy. Uh, so no. I, I, how many wins do you think you're going to have out of this group of six? Oh, man. Um, I, I think Auburn's going to go three and three. Okay. And a stretch goal would be four and two. So I'm just kind of looking at how maybe you're predicting it. Are you saying most of the home games are going to be wins? That would be Tennessee, uh, Mississippi State, and uh, Arkansas. And then the other the road games are kind of a push. It's kind of what I'm looking at right now. It's 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 tough to go from Lexington to Athens. Right. That's, That's a never an easy thing. ride. And um, you know, don't know what to say about Coleman Coliseum right now because they're um, they actually just proposed some renovations that will make it more like Auburn Arena. Mm, interesting <laughs> so, how that uh you know transpires. You know, uh-huh. we get a know. big video board, they get a big video board. We get a nice arena that everybody clamors about on national television, they get a new one. Hmm, interesting. Big brother <laughs> seems to like little brother stuff, huh? Uh, let's not go down that. Road. Okay. But, I doubt that that is actually planned for this year, maybe not even next year. So it'll be interesting to see how the big airplane hangar holds up <laughs> over the next couple of years. So, you know, any all of these games are very winnable, and they're all very losable as well. Mm-hmm. But I love I, – I really like ending the season at home against Tennessee. Tennessee has always seemed to be the early conference foe. Yeah. And – just the way last year played out and the co-champion stuff that a lot of people aren't really big fans of, if if things work out like they did last year and it comes down to the final day and hopefully that this is a late game, then that that's fantastic television. That's fantastic scheduling. And if it works out, kudos to the SEC for doing it this way. 
I will say this, you know, you'd like to think that it's done at random mostly and they're not trying to set up certain scenarios, but you cannot look at this schedule and based on what happened last year, what Tennessee's supposed to have, what Auburn's supposed to have, and you cannot convince me for any amount of money that they didn't set this up in anticipation for what could be coming down at the very end of the season. That, oh, no, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think that this was a random choice. This, I mean, just the Bruce Pearl connection uh, storyline alone, but the fact that they could be co-SEC champions again, or at least competing to knock each other out of it, is just going to be a huge storyline. That, honestly, is going to be the, if it is the storyline we think it's going to be, that is going to be the hardest ticket to get to in Auburn, Alabama, and that's probably the most expensive Absolutely. one. And I would love... Um, <laughs> But that's the schedule for this year. Non-conference and SEC, 32 games in all, 18 SEC uh, scheduled games, and then 14 non-conference games. The big stuff is the Maui Invitational, and then, of course, the SEC schedule is just hard all the way around. It's not going to be easy this season. Um, Last question before we go. Based on what we just discussed and how I tried to make you tremble in your boots for who we're going to play, does Auburn win the SEC this season? (sighs) Man, I love stumping you so much. <laughs> no, I don't think they do either. I think this is a tall task to order. Um, I think that they will finish in the top four, um, even if that means behind Tennessee, Florida and Kentucky. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're pushing for those final two spots and, uh, you know, making another run at this again. I just it's a lot to ask of this team to make this type of run through non-conference, let alone the SEC. And I just think it's going to be really hard for them to repeat at least half. I I won't say half, but you know, I'll say it half of the success they had in the SEC is last year. It's everyone knows who Auburn is now. They're not going to take anybody by surprise. So I I hope that people are tempering their expectations just a little bit this season, but coach Pearl, coach Pearl has said it, that it's, it's hard to get on top. It's harder to stay on top. Yep. And, you know, whether that's just the target on the back or what, but this is not going to be an easy season, however you look at it. It is not, but it is going to be definitely a fun one, and we can go into it this season knowing that we are able to compete with all of these teams um, and not get run out of the arena anymore. So that is a nice thing to think about and to look forward to as we get closer and closer to the season. Uh, before we get out of here, Clint, let's give everybody our contact information. You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintA24. And you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at AuburnUniforms.com. And I'm going to let you off scot-free this time because I already asked for a couple of predictions for yeah. you. So you're off the hook for the off-season, Clint, but not for the regular season. So get ready. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?